Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. I'm your co-host, D, and let's uh, take a look and see how our cast are doing. Shadow Fox, how you been, man? Oh, oh, I just opened the blinds. Oh, I just opened the blinds. That was a bad idea. <laughs> well, that, that, I guess that's how he's doing this week, huh? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> that, that, that was so effective. Like, literally, it, it's like a vampire just had... Just had the sun just beating down on him, and all you see is like this fiery mess that is now shadow. Do you, do you see? Do you see smoke, <laughs> dude? You're glowing <laughs> like you're an incandescent bulb. I see a higher power now. You are Ow, the higher fuck. power. <laughs> he's, he's found Jeebus. Oh my god, guys! We just figured it out. Shadow is really an angel. We just saw his halo. <laughs> oh, let's. We're not going to that conversation. Uh, what we don't want to talk about what rings are around on you? No. Back to you, D. All right. So uh, now, now that uh, Shadow Fox is now Shadow uh, Scorched Ash and Dust, Zyber, how you doing, man? <laughs> I, I don't know how I am. Yeah. Do we ever really know how we are? I, I fail at a, a philosophy. I. Pff. There is no philosophy for you, Derek. Go to work. Why? <laughs> and now we have returning the one the only blue shark 45 how you doing blue um yeah the recordings buttons that that's yeah they're, they're hard um sorry i fucked up i'm doing good <laughs> i'm doing real good how about how about you sir sounds pretty good I, i'm doing well i'm doing well so what you been up to these past uh few lonely episodes without you Oh, family, lots of family. Got to see my mom and my dad. I don't see them often. It was that was nice last weekend, and then the weekend before, I got to see a whole bunch of little cousins Very that nice. I've never met before. So, family times. Well, moving on. What are we? Dr- oh, wait a second. We're forgetting somebody, aren't we? Who? Who hmm. the hell are we forgetting? Who could we forget? Maybe Mr. Technical Difficulties himself, your host, Cecil. God, you have, you have one night where you're just trying to play some games and the internet happens to crap out, and all of a sudden your new nickname is Mr. Technical Difficulties. Well, I guess it's better than my last, uh, my last nickname. What, Reed Richards? A play on the Minute Man? Minute Man? Yeah, all those. Anyway, <laughs> I'm doing great, D. How are you feeling tonight, man? Not too bad. I- I'm recovering after that you know, spell of, uh... Yeah, heat sickness or whatever I had. So I'm recovering a little bit. Stuffing my face full of some uh, sausage pizza and uh, drinking some beer. Wait a minute. So you're telling me you're shoving sausage in your mouth? He loves sausage in his mouth. Well, the most important thing and probably the most lamest thing for me today. But what is everybody drinking? So uh, so we got to go around the room here. So Shadow Fox. Okay, so so you've got the satanic symbol on a can. You got to tell us what that is, though. That's just an Assassin's Creed logo, which means Monster's probably, like, super old, actually. Probably shouldn't be drinking this, but whatever. I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die someday. Oh, crap, I forgot to take my sleepy drug with it. Uh, hang on. Oh, because that's not counterintuitive whatsoever. What? No, it's fine. So I got this two-liter. Don't forget the Cialis also. He's gonna peacefully fall asleep as his heart explodes. <laughs> I died the way I lived, concerned. D, what do you drink with us tonight, man? Well, I am having um, some more of this crisp lager. It's a Summerfest crisp lager by Sierra Nevada. 
it's 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 a lot it's a light lager, but it's almost like brewed a lot like a pilsner. I don't usually like those, but this is really fresh and crisp. Um, so it's it's definitely a light summer beer. So it goes well with that. Uh, it goes really well with stuff like you know salads and and fruit and ever and light summer uh, foods as well. Do I even see? It's uh, only five percent alcohol by volume. So uh, all day drinker. Yeah. yeah, just a just a relaxing beer. Very nice. Tastes good. Blue Shark. What are you drinking there, good guy? Well, I actually get to drink this time on this episode. Isn't that lovely? It's fantasimo. Yes. So, um, before I got sick, um, probably like the weekend before I got sick, I decided, and this is like back in March, to make uh, strawberry moonshine. So, I went to a strawberry festival here in Florida, got a shit ton of strawberries. Um, in this case, that'd be two flats. And I took, I think, pretty much a flat of strawberries, roughly. Um, blended those with some water and sugar, uh, essentially making, I made simple syrup. Mixed that with some uh, grain alcohol that I bought from the store. And I have here before you, in this glass, strawberry moonshine. Oh my God, that's delicious. So It almost sounded like he was trying to show us a glass, yet I don't see him. <laughs> yeah. And this doesn't translate well to audio format. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I have um, blended those together and it has a nice little sweet taste to it. You know, you get that strawberry taste. It doesn't taste artificial or anything like that. It's just got a nice wholesome like biting into a strawberry taste to it. And then it has a... I've added ice to it, which kills the slight bite that you get out of this, which is essentially 100-proof grain alcohol that's probably been watered down with all the simple syrup and strawberry puree. And you just get this nice, balanced, fruity drink that if you drink too much of it, you'll go, oh, shit, I can't stand anymore. So it's a nice, deadly drink if you don't, if you don't pay attention. But it's delicious, and it tastes like strawberries. Man, that sounds like my kind of drink. I love strawberry drinks. Mmm, sounds good. Yeah, I tried to pass on strawberries and cream, though. Yeah, that was a horrible nightmare. Anyhow. That sounds bad. I usually eat cream and strawberries. Awkward. So, Zyber, what are you drinking with us tonight? Well, I am partaking of a uh, Trog's Crimson Pistol IPA. Uh, it is brewed with hibiscus. Yes. Hibiscus. All right, so... So did did some hibiscus juice make that for you? Yeah, some some hibiscus juice. Uh, wait, wait, Hasidic? acidic? Eh, either way, they eat you up. Oh, um, maybe that was that's it. racist as hell. Then they're not a race; it's a religion. Right. Uh never mind. Uh, yeah, they they use uh the nuggets and as. Azaka um, hops. It's a 6.2 and a 52 IBU. This thing is very floral and strong with a grapefruit taste. I mean, I'll show it to you. It has a nice red color to it. Oh, yeah. Almost like a um, red grapefruit. Like ruby grapefruit, whatever. Uh, It tastes like... A grapefruit, actually. It's bitter. It's, yeah, it it has, has a nice bitter taste to it. Bittersweet. Um, 
It's good. I like it. Way to go, uh, Trorgs. Damn. Well, I myself got uh, way too much sun yesterday. I was out there grinding and painting a rail literally from the morning until game show. Like, literally, I, I was putting on, like, the last spray paint of coat as I was running in here to fire everything up and get the canyon bounce going. So, it uh, was a lot of sun yesterday. So, I am drinking a whole lot of water. Because I am severely dehydrated. Can you describe that vintage of water that you're currently drinking? Well, yes, I can. It's a it's a nice 2018 vintage. Uh, it's been it's been filtered through multiple multiple stones, rocks, sand, and uh, whatever else. Plus, it's been highly chlorinated via thank you the city of of wherever the hell I'm living in East Bumfuck, Virginia. Thank you for putting that much chlorine in it because you know what? When I want my clothes bleached really, really white, I just throw on the tap water. Sounds like you need some electrolytes too. How about some nice fresh Jägermeister? Actually, I had a salad earlier and some sushi to try to try to get some of those things back in me. I figured the fish Ah. would help. Ah, that's a little bit bodega in you. Some bodega. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some of that furry flounder. That was a great one last night, by the way, on game show night. Whoever the hell, I can't remember who did that, found this in a bodega in Alabama. Oh, it was Shadow. It was <laughs> <laughs> so like, hey, Bravo. what state did I send you to? <laughs> oh, whoops. Don't worry about Alabama. it. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all right. It all works out in the end, a.k.a. I vomit horribly into a trash can. If it makes you feel any better, I just made a mistake of drinking like half a liter of Mountain Dew in the last 10 seconds. Nice. Well, I feel really gross, actually. This is our this is our super special. Uh, it's not super special at all. We just all wanted to play some Pokemon, so we're all playing Pokemon right now, and we wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so this is the Pokemon episode. Yes, yes, we're that we're that big of geeks. We're all playing Pokemon right now. Woo! Yeah, and someone still needs to send out their friend code. Thank you very much. I sent it out. Oh man, God, too bad we can't. It's like, on Discord. Type and stuff. God, that would suck. It's right next to the pretty picture of my face holding a master ball. Holy crap, for two seconds there, I thought Gingerbox there was friggin' naked. Like, she walked in, and I was like, holy crap, she's naked. And I went, no, she's wearing a bodysuit. And I went, thank God she's wearing a dress. You mean Firebox? Zoom, zoom, enhance. Yeah, her. God damn, I almost had a heart attack. Anywho, I'll give you a heart attack. So, we've all been doing a little bit of research on Pokemon. As in, like, where it all started. And what it's all doing. But we're all, we actually, so here's a minorly funny thing. We all have Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. Every one of us sitting on this podcast has one of those games. Now, we were all supposed to play said game so that we could do some really great battles here while on the podcast. However, Cecil kind of stepped outside of the realm on that one. Because I picked out all my Pokemon games, and I found Pokemon Diamond. And I fired that up to see where the hell I was in it. And, well, I started playing Pokemon Diamond, and uh, I just turned on Pokemon Ultra Sun right now. <laughs> so I'm literally going <laughs> Good to Good job, Cecil. You know what? We can battle yeah. on Diamond. With, with, uh, with everything kind of going on in the world today, Cecil, I really think since, uh, since of course, Ultra, well, both Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, they're... Uh, they take place in an island supposed to re- an island chain that's basically supposed to represent Hawaii. 
I think they should add a bunch of lava and fireman Pokemon. Since, I don't know, you know, one of the, the main island at Hawaii is spewing lava all over the place. It doesn't matter, it's only Hilo. What do you mean it's only Hilo? Like it's only a kilo of Hilo? No, Hilo is, is like one of the worst areas on the big island, in my opinion, and many others' opinions. I mean, one one thing with Hilo is is usually always gray and overcasty and rainy. And, you know, there's a lot of um, meth heads that live there, so it's fine. You're just doing a <laughs> Well, now there's service. no more meth heads, and it's nice and warm. <laughs> so let's get some fire Pokemon. Huh? Huh? Ooh, I wonder if that would make a good Pokemon, a good fire Pokemon. Flaming meth heads. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. That'll be... And, and their move, I'm going to hell for this. Their move will be ether throw or something like that. Toxic flaming spew. <laughs> so I already said my state of games. I've been playing Pokemon Diamond. So what's everybody else been playing? Zyber, what's your state of games, man? Uh, my state of games, um, well, just like the previous shows, Pokemon. Like a lot of Pokemon, a little Pokemon? You, you, you're trying to get a Pikachu? Uh, yeah. Pokemon. Day in, day out. Because if I can get a Pikachu, I might squirtle. <laughs> bulba, bulba. What about you, Shadow? What's your state of games, guy? I finished Wildlands. Oh, so you finished? Like it? Yeah, I finished. Like in full, other than the the tier system. But I really can't get much further in the tier system unless I get some, you know, help from my friends. Yeah, about that. Uh-huh. That's why he hasn't been able to do that. What friends? <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> oh no! I, I tried no, to jump on for a little bit, and then I got horribly shot in the face by Tiered System, and then we got Sam Fisher out in the most epic way frigging possible. By you asking me if I could spot a helicopter while being shot at. <laughs> so I'm driving away in a flatbed truck, being followed by Unidad. We should oh. have recorded that entire thing. Those those moments when you're getting him out are just so much fun because it's like as long as one person has him, it doesn't matter what the fuck everyone else is doing. They can keep dying and spawning, dying and spawning, dying and spawning. But that that's not how this went down. So, so Damoc and I do a halo jump. Like literally Shadow got that helicopter probably as high as it could go. We dropped in, opened up. I, I, we couldn't have been more than 30 meters off the ground. Me and Damoc literally do a precision landing on the roof of that friggin' building. Both get in there. We both start talking to Sam, or I talk talk to Sam. Damoc's getting into position. All of a sudden, it starts going down. We're clipping people left and right. Shadow couldn't make it into the base, so he ran to the front of the base, jumped on a minigun, and started wrecking anything that came through that door. Sam finally got done with whatever the hell he was doing and we started leading Sam out. We got Sam to a, a nice, you know, uh SUV. It had a machine gun on top and I'm thinking this is going to be perfect. Damox running gunner, I'm driving. This can be fantastic. We're going to be able to just nuke through anything that hits us. All of a sudden Shadow goes, "Yeah, go go out go out that door." I think he said the back door. Yeah, no, no, I say, "Hey, I'm clearing out the front with the minigun. There's nobody there. Go out the front door." And you started driving the wrong way. I drive the complete opposite direction of where he tells me to go. I end up in like this cul-de-sac looking area with a helicopter. 
And enough Unidad soldiers, well, let's just say it was a small army. I'm not going to say it needed a small army. It was a small army. I get in there and I look around my mini-map and I see the purple ring just around me. And I go, decisions were made. And I turn around and Shadow's going, you went the wrong way. I'm like, I know, we're turning around. We get the hell out of there. <laughs> and then we go the wrong way down into a friggin' ravine. And I go, well, that vehicle's toast. We hop out with Sam Fisher. Damoc hops out. We start running. Shadow's still mowing people down. We start running towards the only blip that I see on the damn screen, which happens to be a little white truck. And I'm like, all right, truck. I can do it with a truck. I get to it. It's a flatbed friggin' truck. I hop into the driver's seat. Sam Fisher hops into the passenger seat. And there Damoc goes, I can't get in. Well, oops. I take off driving like a bat out of hell. Unidad's chasing me with everything they got. There's a helicopter literally doing zigzags over top of me. And I can see... In front of me, the, the bullet's hitting the ground, and then behind me, the bullet's hitting the ground. And I scream over to Shadow Fox, Shadow, get a helicopter, get over here quick! So at this point, I realize I've been left for dead in the middle of a military base. I start going out the side. <laughs> Shameless plug another game, left for dead. Yeah, basically that. So, yeah, I'm sitting there just expending all the ammunition I have. And I'm, I'm running across the street at this point outside of the base, still being shot at, still being chased by two different helicopters. And Cecil pipes in, Shadow, spawn a helicopter. How the fuck do you want me to do that? So, whatever. Managed to get out of there. I'm not being chased anymore. The two helicopters are still there. And Shadow has no more ammo. Uh, you should have used your Z move. Oh, I did. I remembered that I attached a grenade launcher to my rifle. Ooh, nice. I took down two helicopters with a grenade launcher. Oh, have I got a way to take out helicopters for next time you guys have to do something anywhere remotely near Unidad? Well, here's the fun part is while he's back there taking out helicopters after I'm saying, please, for the love of God, spawn a helicopter and get over here. We need evac quick. He's like, uh, busy right now. So I'm going down these zigzag roads in a flatbed truck. And all I see is these helicopters going whoosh, whoosh right around me. As I go and make this one, like, fishtail turn, Sam starts talking. And I, I don't even hear what he says because I'm, I'm desperately trying not to die. But I hear what my character's response to him was, which was, you're an asshole, Sam. <laughs> so I can only imagine whatever the hell he said to me. Go through the zigzags. Finally, I see, I literally see Unidad trucks go driving straight right off the cliff. It was an action movie sequence. That's just what it friggin' was. It was an action movie sequence. I did eventually spawn the helicopter. Yes. Yes, you And did. it was immediately hit by a missile on takeoff because another helicopter showed up, managed to still get it airborne, evade the other helicopter, and then pick up the other two teammates that had respawned. And I'm just... This bird's barely holding together, making all sorts of sounds. I'm like, I'm not going to land this. You need to climb on while it's still hovering. Because if I land it, it'll probably never take off again. And I got there about, like, what, 10 seconds after you? Yeah. So it yeah, worked you, out. Yeah, you made it there, like, just a hair's breadth after. So it worked out. Oh, and I joined in on this game. And when I spawned in, there were, like, 100 Unidad. And every time <laughs> I tried to spawn in on someone... There were a hundred some odd Unidad, and I was dead instantly. <laughs> yep, aren't they just lovely? <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty pretty much when Zyber showed up, 
I, th- I think Shadow first said, Shadow, Zyber said, well, who should I spawn on? And Shadow goes, not me. And Daymok, like, almost instantaneously, as soon as Shadow finished, goes, not me. And I go, well, I'm not the best place to spawn either. Yeah, I chose to spawn on Cecil, and that was a bad idea because it spawned me uh, in this, like, little box area of the base where it was nothing but fence, and it was one little opening area and shadow runs by oh hey zyber what are you doing there oh you're dead never mind (laughs) yeah it it was an intense firefight i literally as we're going through this and as i'm driving by i see william defoe drop to his knees and just raise his hands and go there was a firefight that's how bad it was but there wasn't one guy with seven guns so i guess there's that so blue shark what's your state of games well, ironically enough, I have also been playing Ghost Recon Wildlands, but on Xbox One. So, I have got the level 30 thing taken care of, and now I'm in tier mode, and I recently just got to the tier mode where I have to play everything on the extreme level difficulty if I want to stay in tier mode. So, I'm like level 35, 37, whatever it is. And, uh, well... My problem with Unidad was helicopters. So I found a gun called the HTI Sniper Rifle. It's a bolt action. And until we started increasing the difficulty with the uh, advanced vehicle damage from guns, I was pretty much one-shotting snipers with that gun. When I got the tiered version, which is HTI Desert something, (laughs) doesn't matter. I just, I see a helicopter and it's like, oh my God, it's a helicopter. Got it. Blows it out of the sky. One shot hits. Just about anywhere. Does the same thing with vehicles. Unidad sends in reinforcements. Oh, look, it's an armored vehicle. Shoot the radiator. Boom. The whole car blows up. It's so much fun. So ironically, I found out that I could take out helicopters with a sniper rifle as well. However, I don't do it your way by shooting them and they explode. I shoot the driver of the helicopter, and then I watch the helicopter just spin out of control and crash to the ground. That's impressive right there. Just satisfying. But granted, I don't do it in like a, here's plug, one shot, I'm done. It was like the first shot went completely over the helicopter, the second shot went completely under, the third shot hit the helicopter, and then I just kind of adjusted to the right a little bit, and then the last shot, boop, plugged the guy right in the face, he dropped, helicopter dropped, I smiled and laughed maniacally. Yeah, those shots are really impressive when you take out the drivers of any vehicles or especially helicopters. I'd love to, one of these days, take out a pilot of a plane. That would be impressive. Yeah, with the bullet drop, that makes it much more interesting. Oh, yeah, and those guys go so much faster than helicopters. How many of you guys actually got to shoot a real uh, grenade launcher? No. Does that answer your question? Go Army. So, one of the big things that we were doing, and one of the big things that we've been playing all the weekend, week long as well, is Pokemon. Actually, we've been playing it for two weeks since we were supposed to do this last week, but shit happens and then you move on. So, we all did a bunch of research and we read every single one of us, read every single article, right? I guess uh, my, my state of games doesn't matter, does it? Mm, yes, yes, what about... Oh, crap, D! What's your state of games? <laughs> what am I... Well, talking about Pokemon today... I beat Pokemon Ultra Moon. 
So, just uh, became the champion, so I'm playing all that af- after the word stuff. Um, been playing with the kids uh, Adventure Island and Adventure Island 2 on the NES. My daughter absolutely loves that Adventure Island 2. Classic. And, uh, oh yeah, and I've uh, been playing some of the uh, Graveyard Keeper, and that's pretty much what I've been playing for the past week. Dude, I, I had to stop playing Graveyard Keeper because I found that my life was being sucked out and I needed to step away. Yeah, it's hard to step away. I just uh, one-shotted uh, Mr. Blue Shock's uh, Ghastly. Oh, are you guys getting the battle going? Yeah, like, this whole level 50 thing, like, it brought my Pokemon level up, but it's still not doing shit against his team. He's, like, kicking my ass. Like, I got a super effective move, and he does, like, 3 HP. Question. And then he does um, a move, and it just kills me. What level are you being brought up from, like, level 19? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, yeah, it's doing the estimates based off your current IV stats to what it would be at if he just never got any more experience that that's why it's not as strong as it would actually be at 50 oh so basically zyba blood's playing you i guess so like a fiddle so ivs every time that you fight a pokemon your whatever you're fighting will give you an iv stat it's it's a plus one or plus three or whatever to a certain stat and you can collect it to like 250 of them. And it you don't hit that till you hit right, like right, level on. 20 or 30. Your your first monster half shot me. So I think that's fair enough. He is right. That, that, that The first one did. But then after that, it's pretty much downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so it could just be my team's just not effective against his types. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, seeing here. Like not that much effective. Shit, did I even get to attack with that last one? Nope. I'm going to use it on this guy. All right, so I'm using important power question move. time. Where did Pokemon all start? In the deadly streets of Japan, two men joined forces after creating an arcade gaming article. Think I'm a jigger. Well, see, when my uncle worked for Nintendo, he said that the Mew was underneath the truck. <laughs> Those are all valid and horrible answers. I love it. Well, well, mine's close. You're just close. You're just close. Well, here's a question. Did it start out as a game or an anime? Game. Yep. Manga. Actually, I think it started out as a, as a game first. Because they were talking about making a game called Pocket Monster. <laughs> I paid attention. Now, the funny thing is is that there's there's like no one entity that owns Pokemon. It, yeah, that that's an interesting concept. Well, it, Look yeah, they interviewed the Look guy, and they're I like... I didn't kill you. I didn't one-shot you. He's true. He didn't. Um, so the, they, they asked... Um, I forget. Was it the head, the original creator of Pokemon? Or was it the uh, was it the guy that they've... I can't remember which one they asked him. They So they interviewed... In this article, they inter- they're interviewing the creator of uh, Pokemon. And they asked him, who owns Pokemon? And the man turns around pulls out a, a, a whiteboard marker and starts drawing this diagram on the whiteboard to explain this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like three major companies who own Pokemon. It's like Nintendo, Game Freaks, and who the, who's the third one? Um, is it Poke? No, is it the Monster? Po- is it Poke the something? Company? Is it the Pokemon Company? Yeah, po- Pokemon Company, that's what it is, yeah. 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 It is, it is. There we go. Cyber- right here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh no, Zyber no, no, didn't one shot me. Creatures and Nintendo. They created the Pokemon company to like encompass the whole thing. So Creatures was the other portion of it. So so yeah, like everything that you see of Pokemon, you have to question yourself and go, who actually owns that? Like the card game. I think the card game is exclusively done by creatures, while the video games are pretty much done by uh Game Freaks. Game Freak and published by Nintendo, yeah. I think. Yeah, so it makes it all weird conglomerate of when you buy a Pokemon game, who gets a cut of it? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, they all seem to kind of... I mean, Nintendo, of course, is just kind of like, yeah, you do whatever. But it seems like some of the other guys, they kind of stay in their own realm, almost. Like, they don't really... Because yep. what is it? The Pokemon company makes the... Not the card. Does it make the cards? No, I think Creatures makes the card game, don't they? Yes, Creatures does. All right, here. So, Creatures... After drawing circles for Game Freak, Nintendo and former producer Creatures, Masuda explained, Game Freaks, we developed all the main Pokemon games. Originally, Creatures, they were the producers of the game. Nintendo was the seller of the games, you know, the distributor. So, the original structure of Pokemon games, in terms of who owns the rights to the games... It's those three companies. These days, Creatures mostly handles the Pokemon card game. The Pokemon Company, formed in 1998, shortly before the rise of Pokemon Gold and Silver, to manage the brand of all as, uh, as associated merchandising. In terms of genuine ownership, Masudo says it's one-third each for Game Freak, Creatures, and Nintendo. And that was actually pulled from, oh, GameInformer.com, one of our favorite game, one of, our, one of my favorite gaming magazines. Actually, it's the only one I subscribe to now because I'm too lazy to get anything else. That, that and there's almost none left. I know. <laughs> At least in this country. Isn't that, like, totally suck? It does. Well, I mean, you look at digital media, and that's what sells. And there's so many digital media sources out there that it's, you know, Nintendo Power used to be, like, how you got everything. Because that's where you would go for this stuff. But now you can go on the internet and get this stuff relatively for free. I know, and it sucks because I really, like, I don't know, I'm a, I guess I'm just old school. I like having that, that paper in my hand, mostly because, you know, if you get shit on a piece of paper in the toilet, you just take the page out, rip it, throw it away. You get shit on a tablet, though, you got to disinfect that because everybody else will complain when they go to use it. <laughs> I, I, I like the paper thing, but not for that reason, just because, like, staring at a computer screen all day, I don't necessarily want to stare at a computer screen in my free time, when I go to read something. Yeah. I could see that, too. So who else has got some nuggets about Pokemon? So I stepped away for a minute, so did you guys go over the original creator of it already? No, no. why don't you tell us about it? Well, the original creator, and uh, forgive me, I suck at pronouncing, so I think it's Satoshi uh, Tajiri. Uh, he actually had um, an idea in his head for a game about basically uh, collecting and trading... Um, like, bugs and creatures, because he was a big fan of bug collecting as a child. Well, yeah, it wasn't the game designed on on, on capturing creatures, but he, he kind of thought the process around bug collecting because he enjoyed bug collecting? Yes. Yes, so, I mean, it, it, it encompassed more than bugs, but it was basically inspired by his love of bug collecting. And not a lot of people collect bugs. I mean, just as, a like, a staple point. Around the time where he was thinking this shit up, it wasn't yeah. like bug collecting was on the top of everybody's priority list. Also would explain all the bug collector people in the game. 
when you first mm-hmm. start off in uh, the original games. Didn't you also have like a bug net where you could catch bugs? I thought you mm. did. Oh no, I'm thinking of Zelda. Oh, forget that. Yeah, yeah, wrong, wrong game. You're thinking of other games. Um, but anyways, when he originally pitched the idea to Nintendo of uh, Pocket Monsters, aka Pokemon, uh, they didn't quite understand the concept. Didn't like it. So, but they were impressed enough with his uh, his game design and his reputation that basically. They had him uh, do other games for them, so they basically wound up working on other uh, rights and everything else. And then when he tried to uh, produce the game, it wound up basically becoming bigger than they originally planned, and eventually they wound up running out of money, so they almost went uh, bankrupt. Uh, So basically... um, Basically, everyone has a drink. Yep. (laughs) He said basically. That's when. That's where actually uh, Creatures Inc. comes into play. Is they uh, in, they decided to invest. They liked the idea and they injected a bunch of income in, and that allowed Game Freak to complete the games. Uh, so that that's pretty much. It was kind of. Um, I think over all it took like over six years to complete. And what was the first game of Pokemon? Well, f- what we know as is um, what we got was Red and Blue was the first one here. Um. They be, had. Actually, I'm sorry. It, it became red and green. It was red and. No, no, no. Japan got red and green. We. Yeah, that's what I meant. Japan got red and green. We got uh, red and. Didn't we get like yellow? No. Or was that way later? We got, we, got, we got red and blue. We got red and blue, and then we got yellow. Exactly. So where the hell did green go? Green did come out. It's. There's. Uh, Leaf green on the. Yes. Ga- uh, yeah, on the. Uh, as a remake on the Advance. Yeah, you, you guys didn't catch my, my really racist joke at the green go? No, no. Went over the head. We, we ignored it. No. Green go. Green go. Hey, green go. I don't get your racist jokes because you're just racist all the time. Oh, God. Just nonstop. I must talk. I must talk in my forbidden. I must talk in my forbidden voice now. Talk about the gringo. We're all just gringos. Sorry, D. Go on. <laughs> all right. So we so green finally came out as leaf green much later, but we had red and blue, and that was mid nineties, right? Yep. Uh, basically, it was um, red and green came out in nineteen ninety six, and yellow in nineteen ninety eight, and that's um, in Japan. But uh, North America traded the green version of the game for blue, so we got red and blue. And then, yep, they came out uh, later on. Now, okay, so here's the question. Which one of those games actually followed the anime? Well, at all. Yellow. Yes. That was the only one. Yeah, because you were called, originally you were called Red and Pokemon and and Red, and then I think you were called Blue and the Blue version. Is your base name? Okay, I just want to say that was a good hit there, uh, Blue. Yeah, yeah. Zyber's pretty much taken my entire team just to give you guys kind of an update, and he goes, "Oh, that that move's effective. Let me let me let me switch Pokemon real quick." And then he like throws this water type that has resistance to electricity, and then one shots me. But I get lucky every now and then. I I, I kind of take him down a bit, but he's going to kill me here probably in the next move by taking out. All my age. Yep, here we go. Z power move. Uh, yeah, Zyber's using his uh, Kipper, I guess he's called, against my, um, God, I can't remember his name because he's just called Cherry. 
This is why I don't nickname Pokemon boys and girls. Oh, wait. I, I just took him out. What the hell was your Z move? I missed that entirely. The look- it didn't happen. You interrupted it. Yes. <laughs> the look on Zyber's face was just absolutely precious. It was just, he had this completely smug face on a moment ago of like, I'm totally wrecking him. He's not going to win. And then the face of, you you just sank my battleship. <laughs> yeah. And I have, this is my only Pokemon out of my six that's left. And he has half HP. So, it, yeah, this isn't going to last much longer. Nice. So, if anybody remembers Pokemon Red or Blue, it was back on the Game Boy Color. Game uh, Boy. Original yeah, Game, Game Boy. Boy. Was, it, was it the original Game Boy? Yep, it was uh, red and blue, mm-hmm. yellow, and gold and silver were also on the original Game Boy. Uh, you can no. play gold and silver on the original Game Boy, but they were technically color games. Yes. Okay, yeah, they were technically, that's right. And, and then you, you got Crystal. But when you did play red and blue on your Game Boy Color... They were red or blue. Really? Yep. At least that's what I remember. They were tinted. Yeah. You were tinted. I am the tint. You are the tint. Your mom's the tint. All right. So here's the question. In the original Pokemon, red and green or red and blue, however you want to do it, um, what what region were you in? Kanto. There we go. And how many regions are there? Seven. There are? I thought there were six, but I may be wrong. No, it's seven for the, the mainstream. All right, let's try this. Kanto, Johto, Hoenn. Uh, shit, what's Gen 4? Uh, crap. Uh, Sinnoh? The, Sinnoh? Sinnoh, I got it. Geno or Judo or whatever? It's it's Sinnoh. And then you have Unanova, which I can't pronounce that correctly. No, it's, it's Unanova. I forget what X and what Kalos, and then we have the Alola region. So that's seven. I did it! And this is why we bring Shadow along on this Pokemon one, because he remembers all of that. I don't even think he looked any of that up. Oh, I didn't read any of the articles. I didn't even read my own. (laughs) And the truth comes out. So unprepared. And Blue Shark only read two. Sorry, I think I only read like I think I only read two. I think I read the one I posted and then the one Cyber posted. In all fairness, my article was on the regions and the real-life inspirations. I'm about to cheese uh, Blue Shark. Well, at least nobody dropped a to be fair there. To be fair. To be fair. Ah, anywho. So, back to Pokemon. Since we're still, since, since Zyber and Blue are, I think, concluding their match, or? Yeah, it's it's about to end. He's... Yeah, he's sending out the... Was this is the fully evolved form of my guy? Uh, yeah, but I'm not even using any moves, as you can see. You have one round left before you automatically faint. Why? I don't understand this. I used Parish Song on ya. Oh. Oh, an oldie but a goodie. So Parish uh-huh. Song is a move formerly used by Lapras almost exclusively that a Pokemon will use its turn to sing the song if... The Pokemon that gets affected by it isn't knocked out within five turns. It automatically gets knocked out on the fifth turn. Ta-da! But in Alola, it is affecting both players, and it's three rounds. Which is good, because the move needed to be more useful. Yeah, and so now I just fainted, and all Zyber pretty much did was switch Pokemon. 
throw out another one. Just keep doing that. And then I finally just got to make one attack, and then I'm lost. Son of a bitch. But in all fairness, the last time I played a Pokemon game, boys and girls, was gold and silver. And this is my first time playing on anything, any Pokemon, or any Pokemon game on any handheld device since the Game Boy Advance. Well, and Pokemon Gold and Silver came out respectively in 1999 and 2000. Yeah, so that tells you how long I've played. However, Nintendo, please turn off the podcast now. I did find an emulator at one point that I played, I think, Emerald or X and Y on. And I played that for a little bit. It's all right, because you own the cartridge. You just didn't have the system to play it at the time. Exactly. Exactly. Well... Fun fact about Gold and Silver is that despite the uh, the massive success of Pokemon games, I think that stu- uh, the studio had like a six-year development cycle for Pokemon Gold and Silver. Which is strange to me because uh, they yeah. didn't – they added the, the dark type, but that was about it. Yeah, what I can remember uh, – I don't – I think I only played Gold. I don't remember playing Silver. I'm assuming that they were just mirror images of each other like the rest of them were. Um, yes. But what I remember out of gold was uh, was it was a lot of like if you played red, you pretty much played gold. It just they changed around a little bit of the story. And as Shadow just said, they added in the dark types. Okay, so gold and silver actually takes place in Johto. So it's a new country, a new Pokemon League. Well, they, they share an elite four, but it, it, it was a new map, a new story entirely. Yeah, but what I meant is, like, the engine didn't change dramatically. Yeah, so so what they really had to do was, other than obviously write up a new story, they added 100 Pokemon. They had to change the in-sprite assets for a lot of things. They did do a lot of work, uh, The just the sprites themselves, the, the Gen 1 sprites, for lack of a better term, little fatty Pikachu. They started redesigning some of the characters to the more modern standards as well. So they did do a lot of work. It just isn't as noticeable. Yeah, I guess that was my problem going into Gold and Silver is that I played Red and I loved it. And then I played Yellow and went, well, this is just, this is more of Red. I mean, I'm still liking it because I still was really enjoying it. But then I got to Gold and I'm like, this just really feels like the same thing over and over again. And I actually didn't buy Gold. A friend of mine had Gold and I said, you know what, let me go check out what this is like. He's like, yeah, here, go play for a little while. I played it for about an hour, and I went, yeah, I don't need to get this. This is this is what I've done on the past two games of Pokemon I've played. And I got to say, at that point in time, I was kind of down on Pokemon. I was like, meh, it's just another game. I felt like there was some slight difference between the two. I mean, you had the berry mechanic that got added in. Um, but then again, I was also younger, and I was, you know, just excited because it's more Pokemon. And you got to go, and they added... I think there was a difference in the fact that they had more memory on this one that they could do because they updated the cartridge or something of the sort. So they could put, originally, they could put in both regions so you could go from one to the next, which was nice because you got to go back and battle all the previous bosses from the uh, Red and Blue games again. Other than Giovanni. Yes. Um, And, uh, I mean... There were, there really weren't a whole lot of major differences, but 
Pokemon Yellow did have the difference where I think it had the friendship mechanic with Pikachu, right? Like you had Yellow to maintain it. was a, automatic Pikachu. Last yeah, but I didn't remember you? of it. So they did they did add in the friendship stat as well. So there was baby Pokemon added. So to get a Pichu into a Pikachu, it had to be friendly towards you. And then they did add Umbreon and Espeon, which required a high friendship stat. Yes. So that made it a little more challenging because uh, you had to do those little mechanics, which then I guess that laid the foundation because I didn't play later generations until this one for eventually what became Ultra Sun and Moon's um, mechanic where you had to um, basically after the battles care for your Pokemon and then also like their enjoyment and their affection and their fullness. So feeding them giving them attention and doing other weird things to keep them happy. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, I had to get used to with um, the Ultra Sun and Moon, the Omega and Alphas, as well as X and Y, the whole keeping your Pokemon happy, full, fed, played with. And one thing that I think is fucked up is whenever I play my games and i go in to take care of my pokemon they don't like it when i touch them normally i have to touch them on the genitals that must be Some a bug of affecting you only no, i think that's just you like touching them on the genitals well it gives you the most hearts uh-huh uh-huh anywho flash forward to a little bit earlier 2000s now now keep also keep in mind like blue shark just just said he was younger so he played them he really enjoyed them at that point in time i think i was like graduating high school heading off to college so games weren't exactly the first thing on my mind i think getting my car started usually was because everybody remembers lilo God, I love hey zyber sorry man i don't think i'm gonna make it to your house something just fell off my car and i think it was important <laughs> yep <laughs> i think those were my exact words too it was like it was like that beginning of serenity where they're coming down through the atmosphere and you see the primary buffer panel fly off and you see nathan fillion go was it the primary buffer panel did the primary buffer panel just fly off my go around ship like literally that was me driving all of a sudden it was putt 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 what the heck was that i never did find whatever piece that was I actually never, uh, I wasn't interested in Pokemon at first, and I never tried it. I thought it was like a kiddies, like, version of an RPG, and I didn't actually start, uh, playing Pokemon games until, um, oh god, I was, uh, it was right before I got married. I was working, uh, down in Arkansas, and one of my gaming buddies goes, no, no, it's re it's really good, and he let me borrow one to try out, and after that, I, I think the first one he let me try was, uh, was, uh, Crystal, and after that, I started collecting them all back. I mean, I started, you know, collecting them and trying to get a complete collection of them. So I didn't start until way late. Yeah, I actually made a slight error. I actually started with yellow and then went back to red. So I flip-flopped those two. Sorry. I actually started with uh, leaf green. Um, the one with the that came with the little bumper thingy. And bumper thingy? Yeah. Game Boy Advance. Yep, Game Boy Advance. What was the bumper thingy? Um, is the Wi-Fi it, it module. just added, like, I think the triggers, right? Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about, the, the two triggers on yeah. top. They yes. look like little bumpers. Oh. I think he's talking about the Wi-Fi module. I totally yeah, don't I remember think how that to play Leaf Green. Wi -Fi yeah, it was Wi-Fi module. Yep. Okay, yeah. 
the that was probably just a release things. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. I might be autistic. But yeah, um, I started off with that. It, it actually came with with uh, the um, SP that I got. All right, so can tell me what uh, came after. What, what came next in the gaming world of Pokemon? Wait, where where are we? Which one did we leave off he on? He left on Gold Silver. Gold and Silver. So Crystal, yeah, Crystal came the next. one I started yeah. on. Yep. And then it was was it was it Pearl and then Diamond? No. no. Sapphire and Ruby. Whoa, whoa, whoa yeah, yes. I skipped. I skipped. I skipped uh, Sapphire and Ruby. Um, uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green. <laughs> yes. So were Sapphire and Ruby the remakes? No, Sapphire and Ruby were the Gen threes that took place in Hoenn. Fire Red and Leaf Green were the remakes. Yep, and they also had, you also had Emerald that came. Gen after. Gen one and Gen two, so uh, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal are completely incompatible with the rest of the series. And when I say in- incompatible, I mean you can't pull anything off of those games. Everything be- past that is fully compatible with uh, Sun and Moon. You just have to go through a process, but you can get them there. That isn't necessarily true. Um, with the current online status for, like, uh, say, yellow, um, blue, and all that, with, like, the digital, you can actually transfer the digital game monsters through the poke bank. I was just talking about if you had a cartridge laying around that was fully incompatible. Well, yeah, but they they have it so they can play through the game and get everything and do it through the Pokebank. Well, that like was that. that was part of the whole point of the remake of the Gen 1 during Gen 3 was people were upset that they couldn't bring any other Gen 1 monsters with them to Gen 3. So since Gen 3 forward, they did a point of making it where you could keep bringing them up to newer generations. I did not know that. Next question, Cecil. All right, next question is... Um... I actually don't really have any questions. I, I, I was actually just curious about uh, about the different things that happened with it. So the next ones that came okay. out were Ruby and Sapphire, and then Emerald came right after those. And those are standalone yes. games, right? Yeah, they they do not directly interact with any of the other games, which most of them don't, other than a few references here and there, and tradability. I thought it was Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, Fire Red, Leaf Green. I mean, yeah, you could trade between the games, but... No, for the order of, like, when they dropped. Oh, I think it was uh, Sapphire and Ruby, and then... Together, yep. Then the Leaf Green and Fire Red, and then Emerald to close off Gen 3. Because Gen 3 was the Game Boy Advance, the last of the Game Boy Advance before switching to the DS. And that's where you rock into Diamond and Pearl, right? Si, senor. Then Platinum, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Well, yeah, so so Diamond is where I picked things back up, and I started playing again. And I played the hell out of Diamond. So did I, but Diamond and Pearl had some performance issues, for lack of a better term. They, uh... That's what she said. Platinum, not only, you know, did the whole story modification, but Platinum was really them trying to correct some of the mistakes that they made on Gen 4 when they first released it. Okay. Also, other issues in Gen 4 consist of if you didn't use the fire starter when you started up Gen 4 in Diamond and Pearl, you would not be able to get any other fire type other than one other fire type. I think it was like Ponyta and Rapidash prior to beating the Elite Four. 
That's right. For the entire game, up until beating the Elite Four, despite the fact that they had a Fire-type gym leader and a Fire-type Elite Four trainer, there was only two Fire-type families in the game. Yeah. I did not know that. Gen 4 had some issues when it was first released. I The thing that um, I didn't like was the save time on the um, first DS games felt like it took forever. I mean, took longer than, say, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games felt like it took forever. That's part of that. They did not properly well optimize the Gen 4 when it first came out. All right. Well, I can agree with uh, with Zyber. The Diamond just seemed to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. And I probably spent the most time grinding in that game for just no reason whatsoever, other than to get uh, get my magic cop to evolve, because I love him. He's my favorite little guy. Dee and I were talking when I was out there, um, and I agree with him. I want to do what he wants to do on taking a magic car, putting a stone on him so he doesn't evolve and taking them into battles with, like, a Bubble Beam and shit like that. All these, like, super powerful moves. As a level 100. <laughs> that sounds evil. Just start blast. <laughs> what can I say? I mean... But it's been person. done. Oh, probably. No, you know, one of the things that really... And, and this is kind of... I don't know. This is probably really petty of me. But the one thing that I, I really had a hard time getting past on Pokemon Diamond, and, I'm, and I've gotten used to it. Don't, don't like, crucify me. But having the two screens thing when playing Diamond, it was actually kind of really weird. Because I had played so much of the other Pokemon, well, I should say of, of red and yellow and then and a little touch of gold, that having a second screen just really seemed to screw me up. Did that, did that affect anybody else on, on, the, on Diamond or anything like that? I actually oh. really enjoyed it. Um, I actually really thought it was when you uh, helped. get to the arc where you get the watch, and it's like a one of those classic watches that we used to have, Cecil, back in uh, high school with the calculator on them, and oh in yeah. elementary school actually the old Casio watch. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool, and like how you could add the sonar to it and all these other like special things. I thought it was pretty badass. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I, I, I saw the functionality of it. It just, it was, I was always focused on the top screen, and then I'd kind of, like, peek down at the bottom screen, and I'm like, well, this is kind of just useless space here. And then I'd, like, press the bag button, and I'm like, well, now I'm trying to go back and forth between using my stylus and using the keypad. And I don't know. It just, it, it just felt odd. It, it felt I always like it lost my stylus, so I ended up using my finger or the tip of a number two pencil or the racer end of a number two pencil. God, I'm glad you said that because when you started with tip of, I was going in so many places. None of them nice. <laughs> no, none of them. Well, sometimes, sometimes I'd use the tip of that, but only if uh, my hands were sticky. What you got, Blue Shark? Well, I didn't play that version, um, Pearl or Diamond. But uh, having, like I said, gone from the Game Boy Advance to this, the touchscreen was an adjustment. I mean, there's, I mean, they've they've since have maximized the functionality. I think of this device. I mean, I haven't used it in any. I haven't used this device for any other, excuse me, game um, except for Pokemon Ultra Sun. 
But uh, it was a bit of a, you know, an adjustment to get used to. Oh, not only do I have to mess with these buttons, I also have to mess with the screen. And I still occasionally start tapping the top screen. <laughs> thinking I, I can work it just like the bottom screen and it doesn't and then sometimes I'll get a I'll get a message on my phone and I'll pull the stylus out and I realize oh yeah this stylus type doesn't work on my phone um yeah oh shit oh well um but yeah it's it's an interesting feature personally I think that was around the time they started putting 3D creatures in there that's what I like that they that change in the generations was adding 3D monsters rather than the pixels well, once you're done with that, you have another game you could pop in that, you know, I, I graciously sent out to you. Yes. Um, shit. It's a waifu game, isn't it? No, it's, it's a Pokemon game. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Alpha Sapphire? Is that what it is? You got part of it. Omega Sapphire? Ruby. No, no, it was Sapphire because it's blue. Yeah, yeah, it is Sapphire. It's the remake of Sapphire. Which is... Like Alpha Omega? Sapphire or something? Uh, I can't remember. I used to have it in my room. It's on my bookshelf right now because right now Alpha. I'm concentrating on sun. Alpha, there we go. All right, somebody explained to me... So, so Pokemon Pearl, Platinum, Diamond, whatever. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, those were remakes, right? Those are remakes of gold and silver? Yes, yes, they okay. were. Yes. Somebody explained to me black and white. Black and white were new games. Okay, but I never played them. So somebody explained to me yep. what the hell they were. And they had black and white too. Yeah. What, what are you not getting? So black and white takes place in uh, Una Nova, which is a different region far, far away based off of... And this is... I've struggled the past few games about this because I, I prefer the Japanese motif. But for Gen 5, they started modeling it after New York City. What? And it was... Hear me out. So there was... Going back to what I said earlier about the backlash from Gen 4, where nothing was really optimized. There were some issues with the fact that there's only two fire-type Pokemon for throughout the majority of the game. They felt they had put in too many Pokemon from previous generations. So Gen 5, in the base game, before you can fight the Elite Four, there's 150 new Pokemon, period. 150 new ones. You can't catch any of the old ones prior to beating the game. They went to, like, the level design was based off of New York City, in a way, but my issue with the map is you stare at it and you know the path that you need to take. It wasn't like previous games where it was just all just kind of a... It looked like... Instead of looking like Boston, it actually... The map looked like New York City. It was just straight lines that you needed to go to. All right. So, was Black and White 2 a direct sequel from Black and White? Yes. So, Black and White 2 was different than in previous generations. Previous generations, the third game that was added was more of a retelling of the same story. It was, you were the same character that you were in the original, it just retold the story in a different way. Uh, whether it be focusing on the uh, story of the legendary dogs, um, or just focusing on the legendary trio of Gen 3. Uh, Gen 4 was the, the battle of time, space, and the universe. 
Gen 5, they just said, screw it, and made a sequel. Entirely new story, same map, but they added some more elements. They added three additional locations and changed around a couple of the gyms. But it was, a, it was an actual sequel. You run into previous characters, and they talk about the previous trainer that was there. So you aren't the same trainer from Black and White 1. You're a different nope. trainer in Black and White 2. Different trainer. And this, this was almost similar to what they did between Gen 1 and Gen 2. Gen 2 is a sequel to Gen 1. So Gold and Silver is a sequel. But it takes place, at least at the first half of the game, in a different country. This is a sequel only within the same country. See, now, I honestly thought, because I, I stopped at Diamond for a little while, and I actually didn't pick back up until, well, until this one in my hands right now. But uh, I, I always kind of thought that when I saw Black and White come out and then Black and White 2, I just figured that the, the Japanese periodic table was just way shorter than what we had here in America, and they just ran out of elements. Nope. They went for a full sequel. Incidentally, Gen 5, I don't believe it had any remakes in it. No, it didn't. Because Gen 3 wasn't remade till Gen 6. Well, and then X and Y came out. Ah, yes, X and Y, the game without either a sequel or a middle game. What do you mean by no middle game? There was no yellow or crystal or emerald version of X and Y. It was just X and Y. And that was it. No Z, just X and Y. But they did remake the Gen 3 games. So we had uh, Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, which was well needed. And then finally, we kicked off into Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, which combines some of the aspects. Ultra Sun and Moon is not a sequel. It's still the same character. It's a retelling, but it's not... There's no middle game there. It's just still two games so nintendo's being kind of wonky on that one and all right so what game are we I, I know i'm playing sun i think blue is playing sun yes and shadow which one were you playing moon and zyber you're playing moon too or are you playing sun uh both well i mean which one are you playing right now right now in it is sun okay indeed which well one you got it depends on which uh which game boy i pick up I'm playing Ultra Moon. Sorry, what did you say, Zyber? It depends on which one what? It depends on which Game Boy I pick up. I have three of them in front of me. One has Moon, one has Sun, and one has uh, X. All right, well, we're just going to pretend that you're not playing one with your penis, and we'll just we'll just snipe on from there. Well, well, I can fit a stylus in there. Oh, man, that just made my urethra hurt. Ow, that's that's like Cringe. getting the test where they jam a giant Q-tip up there. Got her a catheter. God. Ugh. One time a doctor said, "Hey, you know, you're gonna have to pee in that jar, or I'm gonna catheter you. Just give me that. Give me the jar. I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna pee right now. Yeah, nothing. Nothing will make you have to pee more than the word catheter. Actually, I'm having to pee right now. Just saying it. Yes, that's correct. So, what about some obscure games that came out? for Pokemon that kind of went off the beaten path of this main line. Like Mystery Dungeon? Or like... Pokemon Pinball. Or Pokemon Stadium. Never played them. Hey, you Pikachu! What about Pokemon Pokemon Snap? Snap? Yep. Yep. What Cecil used to play on his 64 when I used to go over there. He'd he'd come over and I'd be playing the hell out of Snap trying to get that one perfect picture. I'm gonna get Pikachu Pikachu this time. Just hang on. Hang on. I'm gonna get him. I I swear I'm gonna get him this time. 
Hey, you, Pikachu. And the new game, well, I mean, of course we got to mention Pokemon Go, since we, I think we all, at one point in time, have played Pokemon Go. Maybe not Shadow. Oh, I played it. I just have some severe issues with it. All right, spit it out. It's something I've talked about in the previous one, when they announced the, the Pokemon Go Play noise, where they built the, like, they're remaking the first game, but instead of wild Pokemon battles, you just, it's it's the catch system and then the pokemon game on the phone doesn't have an actual battle system from the game it just has a lot of tapping endless tapping endless tapping well okay tap, so tap, here's tap, a question tap, tap, tap. in in the anime when ash goes out and tries to catch pokemon or whatever does he ever actually battle them in the wild yes yes why am i not remembering the- this i mean granted it's 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 been yeah, probably five years since nuance. i watched it because ash had a habit of befriending pokemon for the most part. Through the power of friendship, I will catch you. Through the power of <laughs> through the power of friendship, I will show this gym leader that I earned this badge. Yeah. I don't think that happened in the series, but moving past that. Ash Ash does battle wild Pokemon. And generally even before inviting somebody on to his team, he would still fight them. In some instances, even if the Pokemon was fully willing to join the team, the actual Pokemon wanted to fight first. So, so you're telling me that the Pokemon came up and would be like, "Hey, I, I'm totally going to join your team," and Ash is like, "No, we're going to fight." Yeah, but I'm, I'm totally all right. Fine, we'll fight. Yeah, but using kid logic. Did you? No, no, you said kid logic, not kitla logic. Sorry. Yeah, kitla logic is too well. I'm not going to go in his logic. I'm pretty sure his logic is eat, uh, bat at something I'm not supposed to. And get some shitsicles. No, wait a minute. That's my logic. Damn it. What's his logic? It has to do with the Jews. My logic is eat, produce methane. So your uh, cat goes after those uh, temple mice? My cats go after nothing. Well, I, I get I get where Shadow's coming from because this whole new Hey You Pikachu or... Pikachu Go? Hey There Eat. Uh, the is it hey no it's not Pikachu Go that's what I'm is calling it? it okay well the, the the mix between the the new Pokemon game is going to come out on the Switch and Pokemon Go it, it's too much of a mix between the two like I like the idea of yeah you can throw a Pokeball and you can catch a Pokemon that way like that'd be great like make me fight him weaken him and then do that perfect but the fact that you have to do that for every pokemon that you catch uh, i don't like that and then also do i have to catch like 16 uh squirtles in order to get him anywhere near leveling up to a blastoids how does he level up yeah that's my Uh, question answer i don't have that answer yet and i haven't seen anything that shows me that and if it's that way like have to do with pokemon go that's just really fucking annoying. Yeah, I hate the candy thing with uh, Go. I wish uh, it was like, okay, you throw a Pokemon into battle and earn experience, not, you know, grind them up in the candy if you don't don't want to use them. Yeah, like, literally, that's my imagine when it's like, oh, hey, I, I like today. I think I got 20 or 30 Squirtles. I'm just thinking to myself, huh, what am I going to do with all these Squirtles? Drop them into a meat grinder, get some candy, and feed them to my Squirtle. That's what I have in my head. So in other words, you're going to now create the Squirtle version of Mad Cow Disease. You're going to have a Mad Squirtle. 
Ah, prion diseases. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. What, um... Oh, Brian, my brain just melted. Now I'm just thinking about, P- about Pokemon Snap and how much I missed that damn game. Can can we go back to the anime? Oh, I've been yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. him to play Pokemon Snap in real life. Yeah, back to the anime, okay. absolutely. So, so this is something that I think is kind of weird. You never see Ash's dad. Never. Well, that's that's obvious. We all know why. It's just Ash and his mom, and they, they're they either moving to some town or whatever. You and your mom um, for, like, the Pokemon games starts off, and there's usually a dad somewhere off in the picture. But in the anime, dad does not exist. No, but she does have a Mr. Mime. She does. Eh, but that came later. So um, I looked this up. And it's actually, he's like, yeah, his dad went off just like his grandfather or, you know, just like Ash's grandfather did. They went off and they were not going to come back until they became a Pokemon master. So Ash Ketchum in all these years has yet to become a Pokemon master, has stayed at the perpetual pre-teenage age of, I think, like 12 at this point. Maybe he went from 10 to 12 um, over the years. And... His dad has never come back. And his grandfather, uh, we haven't seen him. So, like, is he never going to become a Pokemon master? No, didn't, didn't the end of, like, uh, wasn't, it, wasn't it the end of one of the seasons? He was battling one of the major four. Might have missed that one. I'm almost positive he was. Uh, so, in the first league, he made it to the final four of the tournament that you have to win before you can fight the Elite Four. And then he won in the Orange League, but he's had shit results otherwise. Yes, and that's and that's kind of the it's kind of the annoying thing because you get Red. Red is the the he's the quintessential um, main character of Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, and you fight him, I think, in Yellow, and he's like this powerful trainer who's become like the elite four like you've beaten us or shadows correcting me gold and silver the final trainer on top of mount silver but yeah he's there sorry that's it it's that version thank you shadow for being on the show to correct my uh my wrong assumptions whole reason i'm here right now (laughs) but um this is the only time gna will actually be an accurate podcast um but uh, wait, wait, he's wait, like wait. this badass. Oh fuck! Th- this time, because we got Shadow, the expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like Red is his badass, and then Ash Ketchum, he's not a badass. He's like, uh, he's, he's kind of weak. Special. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. He, yeah, he's kind of like that. He's just weak. Eh, he has his moments, but other than that, the guy's kind of weak and. I kind of wish that the anime would kind of lean more towards what Red is doing. Like, be a badass. Like, he should be better at this stuff. But I think it's that whole age thing they do to him. Along with, you know, like, they have, like, missing plot lines. Like, who's his father? Who's his family? Well, But I guess they've chosen not to bring it up. His father, well, what you don't understand about his father is that, uh, well, he was grinding up a whole bunch of Squirtle. And he fell into the machine. And, uh. And he, 
Ash fed his father to his Pikachu via candy. That's why we don't ever see his father. Firebox just said uh, her favorites is Jigglypuff. You know, I was going to say something really rude, but I'm not going to for I feel for my life. <laughs> Jiggly stuff. Anywho. Um, <laughs> what about the Pokemon movies? Just Did thought I'd repeat those? that. I saw a few of them. No, I've, I've caught a few episodes of the cartoon, but I haven't really watched the movies oh, at all. You said cartoon. Oh, you shall die in a fiery death. I have seen the Pokemon movie. I remember getting the Mew, ancient Mew card, um, seeing that in theaters. That was the only Pokemon movie I ever saw in theaters. I'm not exactly sure if any of them actually went into theaters after that. Um, The one where they're in the Orange League, seen that. Um, The one where they they go into the different dimensions with uh, the centipede kind of looking guy with the wings. Help me here, Shadow. Uh, shit. I uh, um, uh, f- I can't remember the dude's name. I've never actually caught. I think I caught one. Um, not Diagon, not Palka. Does it start with the G? I wanna say I. Oh my god! You gotta give me something. Give me a letter. G R A N. Garganta. Maybe? Garganta. That that's it. So I've seen the movie with him. I've seen the. They kind of started linking, I think, Pearl and uh, Diamond together. There was one where there's like this galaxy type Pokemon and someone made a promise, but this evil minister decided to break the promise. Some kind of special stones or something of the sort. I don't remember the whole plot line of it. Saw that one. Saw the one with the... Uh, he was... He was a Pokemon frozen in a crystal, and he was a dog. He ran on two legs. Seen that one? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sure you weren't talking about the Legend of Entei? Because I think that was like the third movie. I've seen that. I've seen that one. But there's also there's one where there's like a guy who's like he has this staff. It's and, yeah. I've seen that. Well, actually, I have seen a good part of that one. That is um, the fighting Pokemon. His looks like a standing wolf, but he punches. It's, um... Yes. Zorak. That's it. Yep. Yeah, Zorak's in there. Um, yeah, I've I've seen quite a few of them, and I, I don't pay attention a whole lot more to the anime after, I think, the Orange League, because I just kind of got tired of Ash's um, kind of weak character. And then, like, he really didn't have any powerful moments. And then you get into these animes, movies for Pokemon. And those, I think Ash is a little bit stronger and has more power. Those I enjoy. One thing that I noticed, though, with the anime um, is, like, the ones that follow the games, like X and Y and... uh, uh, Ultra Sun and Moon. They're actually pretty decent uh, follow-alongs with the story itself. Sorry, the uh, the one you were talking about, Blue, uh, it wasn't Zark, it was Lucario. You didn't say he, he was blue. I didn't mention the color at all. It was Lucario. Lucario, Because I remember but, saying at least part of that movie. But wasn't Zorak or whatever his name... What did you say his name was again? Zorak has a movie somewhere. Yeah. He, isn't he like the little dog that like or something? No, 
Zorak looks like a shadow fox. Not me, but an actual, like, what a shadow fox Oh, yeah, like. yeah, completely different movie. Because I thought Lucario, there was one where there was someone who kept on changing forms. That might have been Mew. Zorak changes forms. That's his thing. He's a trickster. Mm. He's like Loki. Hmm. Lucario, I don't know why they made a movie about Lucario. Lucario is not great in any way, shape, or form. He's not a legendary. He's not particularly oh, and that, strong. And that, that centipede thing is a uh, Giratina. Whatever, I don't Gira. know how to pronounce half these names. All right, so here, here's a question, <laughs> since uh, I'm just kicking into this Ultra Sun right now. So one of the things that drives me nuts in Pokemon Go is when you catch a Pokemon and you've got to hope that RN Jesus is good to you and you get a good roll on a Pokemon. Do I have to worry about that in Ultra Sun here? Yes and no. Not as much. I mean, it's, it's not like you can't teach it moves. The stats can change a little bit in some of their initial move sets, but there is a set set of moves they'll learn. And you can also get TMs, which you could put a move on there if you're missing it. And you can also go back and undo. Well, that's what I'm also, used to. Also, there's the Poke Pelago. You can uh, I think train yeah, your talk about Pokemon stats. there like to defense, uh, attack, and level and okay. shit like that. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as getting with different stats, yes, you can get different Pokemon that have slightly different stats of, like, the same exact type, like, say... But you're only going to see, like... If you see, like, one has one point higher defense, you might find another... It has a lower, de- uh, well, one point higher attack. It'll have a one point lower defense. Then you get a different one that's swapped. They won't be like, dra- you won't like sit there and say, wow, I found a really good one. And wow, this one is just completely piss poor. They're going to be within a couple points of each other. They're not going to be as drastic as Pokemon Go. I mean, at level 100, it only really matters if you're doing this competitively. If you're not doing it competitively, w- once you hit level 100 on anything, there's nothing in the game that'll be able to stop you. Well, so it only really matters if you're trying to be competitive. Well, that was my that was That's my not necessarily concern. true. The stat ranges can range about like fifty to hundred points. Right, but I'm at the point of the game where I am uh, fighting the um, bosses that have been sucked into the portals. I'm on the last boss on there, and I go there with my hundred uh, level team and get smoked by his level like. 60s. Well, then you're doing something wrong. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm just glad that I don't have to worry so much about uh, about w- worrying about RN Jesus here. Well, let me let me take a screenshot and send you an example of what you can expect. Well, just one of my big concerns is because, like in Pokemon Go, like I'll sit there and I'll I'll catch like today I I probably caught like 30 Squirtles. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to look at each one of their stats and I'm going to probably use an IV calculator and say, okay, which one's the best ones? Which one am I keeping? Which one am I not keeping? And go there. And anyone that's really just a sucky roll, I'll be like, all right, I'm dumping you because I don't need you. But then I'm looking at it going, man, I'm about to start playing this game. I'm about to start really getting hardcore into it. Am I going to have to worry if I find like, oh man, I've been looking for this Pokemon forever. Oh, I finally got one to drop for me. I'm going to catch it. Now I have to worry about, oh geez, is it a good roll? Or am I going to worry? You won't worry that much for the main game. All right. That makes me feel good. The the, yeah. the thing that Zyber's talking about, that's a post-game thing. And at that point, you have access to the, the breeding facilities and whatnot. Also, you guys all have played this. Have you noticed how your mom in this game is really hot? I'd finish. Yes. Uh-huh. Rule 34, Poke Porn Man. There you go. Dude. And I think they, they keep on bringing that up. In like the beginning of the game, don't they? Like someone was like, "Oh yeah, your mom's uh, your mom's very pretty" or something like that. 
I think the one that called your mom pretty was the chick that, uh, that blonde girl. Yes. Lily. <laughs> so, yay. Look, all I know is that I'm sitting here, I start up the game, and I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Oh, who's that? Like, my sister? Mom. Wow, that's mom? Holy crap. Now I know where all these friggin' ancestral Japanese porns come from. Hey, Cecil, check the chat. Row raggy. Check and chat, check and chat. Check. What the? Is, oh, are those the moms? Jen's well, one, two, Jesus three, Christ, five, I'm and six. Dick. Oh, well, one, two, three, four, five. Now, they don't seem to exaggerate a lot of these features on the game characters. Well, the, the games anime, are for 10-year-olds. Yeah, the anime, though, they all seem to do this. Except for Gen 4 looks kind of conservative. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to need about five minutes here, guys. So I'm just going to kill this camera here quick. Five minutes. I just finished. <laughs> Your camera's been working this whole time? I haven't seen shit. Oh, good. Good that you didn't see me doing weird things to you. And this is streaming to my Twitch. Well, on that note, Shadow Fox, where can people find you at? MorganBS.com and the GNAPodcast.com. Oh, we can't find you on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. All my links are on the website under the About Me section. Oh, man. I worked hard on it. I expect people to look at some of my hard work. Now now we're forcing people to go to your website, and I guess it's going to be, like, lazy because they don't want to go there and click on another link. It's an extra layer. Do you mind? I'm looking at inappropriate images on the Google. That's what I'm doing. You just sent me one (laughs) of all the moms. Come on. Okay, now we're just going to post things in this chat. D, where can people find you at, man? People can find me on my website, microbrewgamers, with a Z instead of an S, dot com. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, microbrewgamers, with a Z instead of an S. Same thing with uh, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, my own uh, Discord channel, Facebook, and, of course, the GNA Podcast and YouTube Gamers. Or, I mean, uh, I yeah, saying, dude, yeah, gamers. Dude, not YouTube, <laughs> yeah, too. I was going to say, don't forget, yeah, dude, gamer. Zyber blood. where can people find you at, man? You dude, yeah, dude, gamers. You can find me um, palling around on the GNA Twitter, Facebook, um, Discord, as well as my own Facebook and Discord for Zyber Games. Nice. Blue Shark, where can people find you at? So you can find me on the uh, GNA Discord and the TPC Discord as a... Uh, Blue Shark 45. You can find me on Twitter um, at Blue Shark 45. Uh, just go ahead and uh, hit me up in uh, one of the discords if you ever want to like play video games or if you want to play, like, play Pokemon together. Um, I'll give you my friend code for this and uh, we'll, we'll try battling. Hopefully you're not like Cyber and have like OP characters at this point because uh, uh, well you're just going to kick my ass. Nice. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. Uh, you can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, Mixer, Twitch, YouTube. You can also find me tooling around the GNA podcast Discord feed. Um, you can also find me on 3Player Co-ops Discord, Yeah, Dude Gamers, um, Geek Squatches. I'm, I th- I'm in Microbrews. I'm in Mulehorns. I'm, I'm in a whole bunch of Discords. I'm also in the Senscape Discord. If you guys have not seen Asylum, check out Asylum. Man, I'm so excited for that game. If you remember Scratches, then you're going to love Asylum. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or, or Stitcher. Reviews on iTunes and Stitcher help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people find out, let other people know. 
You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, wherever the hell else you want to find us. Just let us know where it is. We'll upload there, except for Spotify. We're not friggin' Kimmy Schmitz or whatever the hell her name is. We don't get to go there because they don't love us. And they don't love us like they love Rooster Teeth. Yeah, no fuckers. Uh, anyway, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join us in our Discord chat. See the pin tweet. Facebook. We are also on Facebook. Check us out there. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word again. Um, speaking of which, got a quick pause here. How the fuck do I make somebody find us on iTunes? Because I searched every fashion of GNA Podcast I possibly could on find on iTunes, and I couldn't find us. I ended up searching my name and found us. Uh, I'm not an Apple fan. That, Fuck iTunes. That's Every true. time it updates, I lose part of my actual music I purchased, and then it's like I can't get it back. That's so, weird. I know. It ha- so yeah, I've never had good luck with so, Apple. we got to figure out how to actually make people find us on iTunes, because I could not find us on fucking iTunes. And I searched. I really did. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, we started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds. And don't forget, we do our GNA Game Show Nights. That's the first Saturday of each month. And if they become popular, we might kick that up to a second Saturday. But we do Game Show Night where we give away free Steam codes. All from our partnership from Humble Bundle. Um, we partnered up with Humble Bundle. Hey, why don't you uh, tell us about Humble Bundle there, Blue Shock? Damn it to hell, I was trying to check something. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do the whole podcasting, find it on iTunes. All right, so uh, Humble Bundle is a service where you can buy games. Um, you can choose where the money that you use to purchase this game from Humble Bundle goes, whether it goes to the, um, the publisher, the developer, or you can also have some money go to some sort of charity. Uh, and in the case of where you use our code, which is, for the life of me, I can't remember. Question mark, partner equals at GNA Podcast? No. Qu- question mark, partner equals GNA Podcast. Oh, yeah. There's no at. Well, there's no ad. I'm there. saying ad all the time. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just an ad person. Okay, so there, there's no at in that. Um, there's no when ad you, in that. There's no at okay, in that. Can you put um, that in that? <laughs> like if you spell if you spell that with an at, does it does it does it make it different? Like, I always thought there was an at in that. You no, know, you can't use an at when you're spelling that, that unless you're like you know like some new age like short keyboard. Shortcut keyboard stuff, and you know you're trying to like tweet or something like but that. You don't put an at in that. It is, but it says an AAT. But when you're talking about at, you're talking about whatever. We're getting down this long, this long path that we don't want to go down. All right. So anywho, when you use question mark partner equals GNA podcast, you will uh your to purchase when you when you go to purchase a game from Humble Bundle, that money will be um, donated to um, Extra Life, which helps support children's hospitals. Which basically, if you have a child who is sick, then these hospitals get funding to help take care of the children, so that if your insurance doesn't cover anything or you don't have the money to afford um, care for your child, this uh, charity uh, fund will help pay for all of that. And so far this month, we have raised oh, $1.80 for charity. we got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. But Not even rookie say, numbers. We're only like, what, the seventh day in? 
Our average is about 20 bucks a month. We're still sad. We are sad. A sad lot. Anywho, we're a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Don't forget to check out our good friends like uh, Proxy Fox, right? At Yadu Games. Yep, Proxy Fox at Yadu Gamers. Oh, my brain's melting. Carbonator, Susan, Brian. Three player. There we go. Co op. I said I was in there freaking. What's his face? I completely blitzed. <laughs> but, uh, go check them out. Uh, we also want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork, especially for the shirt that I'm wearing right now. And yes, he got a 69 joke on a shirt. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at gnapodcast at gnaandyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Just send us something. Please. We'd love to. Last but not least, check us out on our website at www.gnapodcast.com. Uh, we're uploading photos there. We're putting all of our podcasts there. We're going to expand that out as soon as you know. Like, maybe I graduate or something. Yeah. Well, have a good night, guys. Thank you for joining me on the Pokemon episode. Night, all. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, have I been live this whole time? Oh, crap.